హలో ఎవరి వన్ అండ్ వెల్కమ్ టు మై పాడ్కాస్ట్ డిఫరెంట్ కలర్స్ ఆఫ్ లైఫ్ విత్ కిరణ్ ఐఎమ్ గోయింగ్ టు డిస్కస్ అరిస్టాటల్ హిజ్ పోయటిక్స్ అరిస్టాటల్స్ థియరీ ఆఫ్ ఇమిటేషన్ అండ్ అరిస్టాటల్స్ ఆబ్జర్వేషన్స్ ఆన్ పోయట్రీ అరిస్టాటల్ was the most distinguished pupil of Plato. He was born in 384 BC. His father had been court physician to king of Macedonia. Aristotle had been the tutor of Alexander the Great. Aristotle came to Athens at the age of 17. He had joined Plato's academy and whose mind was open to so many facets of knowledge politics drama poetry physics medicine psychology history logic ethics astronomy mathematics rhetorics natural history and biology Aristotle has written nearly half a dozen critical treatises but only two are available one is poetics and another is rhetoric poetics deals with art of poetry poetics is the science of poetry and it is about the art of creating poetry poetics has been the central document in the study of aesthetics and literature for centuries together especially renaissance and in today's scholarly circle a rhetoric is the second treatise of aristotle which deals with the art of oratory or speaking aristotle talks about the nature and purpose of poetry he talks about principles of poetic art conclusions of poetics is deeply rooted in greek literature whatever he has written is based upon the greek literature his observations and his conclusions on nature of poetry and drama are applicable and true even today as they were in his own days rhetoric was a sort of principles from established practice which can make a good poet and good orator poetics is the greatest landmark it is a greatest landmark work in the world of criticism poetics is a treatise of about 50 pages having 26 small chapters it is believed that it had second part which is lost first four chapters and 25th chapter are devoted to poetry fifth chapter is devoted to comedy and tragedy and epic following 14 chapters are devoted exclusively to tragedy and next three chapters are devoted to 
poetic diction another two chapters are devoted to epic poetry last chapter deals with comparison between epic poetry and tragedy so these are the chapters in poetics which are dealing with poetry tragedy comedy etc aristotle's main concern appears to be tragedy which is in his days was considered as most developed form of poetry poetry comedy and epic was discussed in his treatise aristotle is famous for his theory of imitation mimesis what is this theory of imitation any kind of art is a representation or it is a matter of representation or imitation aristotle thinks that any art is imitation and epic tragedy and comedy these are all types of imitations in art art imitates human life and actions and every art that is imitated differs from other arts in three respects first is medium second is objects and third is manner M- what is medium medium may be words medium is used to convey the ideas it can be a medium of language and words objects may be men in action with law of cause and effects objects can be plot character and thoughts and manner manner of imitation refers to vast scene or spectacle that is presented before audience the aim or object of imitation is to represent actual life with all its ups and downs by selecting the character who is similar to all human beings having its likes and dislikes and characteristic fault which becomes the cause of his fall from high position of prosperity the representation of life will be ideal as actual life what is imitated must be convincing to us the representation of life should be ideal as actual as this aristotle thinks the representation if the art is the representation of life imitation of life then this imitation should be ideal and that imitation should be convincing to us the things which are been imitated must be pleasure giving and must be convincing and imitation should project a universal truth there should be universal truth in that imitation and aristotle's theory of imitation is different from plato's theory of ideas what is the difference in plato's opinion and aristotle's opinion about plato's theory of ideas and aristotle's imitation theory of imitation plato thinks a real word is 
imperfect image of reality as imagined by god and art can't be better than the world that is that it imitates so plato thinks the art is imperfect the thing that is been imitated copied into the art may not be perfect it is imperfect and aristotle thinks that imitation is an ideal representation of things poet represents things as they ought to be work of art is resemblance of original not a slavish copy but what it appears to perception of poet poet imitates what is ideal and what he thinks as a ideal according to aristotle imitation in the art should not be slavish copy but plato thinks it should be as it is exact copy plato thinks it is imperfect image in art and literature again plato's imagination in poetry is mere representation for plato imagination in poetry is mere representation it is a just copy of things but for aristotle poetic imagination is not a copy of things but it is idealization of characters emotions and actions aristotle thinks it is not just a copy it is not just a imitation of things but this is a idealization of characters emotions and actions poetry according to plato was diluted form in the world in which we live but for aristotle aristotle elevates imitation to the higher level by saying that poetry is imitative art it is of highest form as it expresses the universal element in human life from his observation of particular life for plato idea of a thing is superior but to aristotle imitative art is superior for plato thinks that idea is superior no other things are superior but for aristotle imitative art is superior poetry being imitation it produces inferior aspect of reality as plato says twice removed from reality but aristotle thinks art is an imitative and it imitates noble things so it is not inferior plato thinks art is inferior and uh, because it is an imitation it is a just copy it is a slavish copy but aristotle thinks it is not just a copy but it is one kind of a creation and it is one kind of a creating some noble thing so it is superior according to aristotle aristotle's observations on poetry what are the observations of aristotle on poetry in poetics aristotle developed theories of plato to aristotle imitation was closely related to human life he reveals his views on poetry in poetics as follows 
Aristotle talks about the nature of poetic art in Poetics. Like Plato, Aristotle calls poet as an imitator, like painter or artist, who imitates one of the three objects. What poet imitates? He imitates things. First, things as they are or things as they were. Second, things as they are said or things as they are thought to be. And third, things as they ought to be. So things can be imitated in these three ways. Poet imitates past or present things, what is commonly believed or what is ideal. Aristotle, like Plato, believes that there is a natural pleasure in imitation which is inborn instinct in man. A child, he has given an example of a child. A child can learn early lessons in speech and conduct from those around. Child imitates because there is a pleasure in doing so. Child imitates his father, his mother and the people around and he tries to talk, he tries to imitate, he tries to speak. In the same way, poet is like a grown-up child who imitates as child gets pleasure in imitation. Another thing that helps man to be a poet that is instinct for harmony and rhythm manifesting itself in metrical composition. Poet's imitation is not unreal as Plato believes that is twice removed from reality. Poet reveals the truth of universal kind. Poet reveals the truth in his art. To prove this, Aristotle compares between poetry and history. It's not function of poetry what has happened but what may happen according to the law of probability. Poetry thinks about what may happen but history is talking about what has happened. Poetry is more philosophical and a higher thing than history but history is not philosophical. Poetry is to express universal things, but history has to express particular things. How person will behave or act in a particular situation according to law of probability will be the concern of poetry. But history records particular persons, places or things. So poetry will talk about how person will behave in particular situation. But history talks about what had happened to a person in the past. Poet talks about universal appeal by stressing what they have common with all persons, places or things. But history talks about a particular. So this is the difference between poetry and history. And to 
tell that poetry is a universal kind he compares between poetry and history poetry is not just imitation according to aristotle but poetry is the imitation of facts that can be applied to places and times poetry is even a reproduction of facts and truths now the next observation of aristotle is on function of poetry what is the function of poetry according to aristotle pleasure is the end of poetry the function of poetry as other fine arts is to please according to aristotle one can get pleasure from imitation harmony and rhythm child imitates and get pleasure poet imitates and get pleasure so in imitation there is a pleasure even in harmony and rhythm there is a pleasure poetry should be pleasing to whom to both poet as well as reader he never thinks like plato that the function of poetry should be to teach teaching is not ruled out if it is incidental to the pleasure it gives aristotle doesn't have objection about teaching if teaching is incidental with the pleasure it gives such pleasure is regarded as more superior to others because it serves dual purpose to please and to teach art is the element in anybody's life and especially of a people of higher community so pleasure is an aesthetic enjoyment which is one of the civic ends aristotle partially agrees and disagrees about morality whether morality should be there or not next aristotle's observation on poetry is about emotional appeal of poetry poetry makes an immediate appeal to emotions tragedy is a form of poetry is the highest form of poetry tragedy arouses emotions like pity and fear pity at undeserved suffering of the hero if hero is undeservedly suffering will have the pity about him and fear the worst thing may happen with him and that may befall him then will have a feeling of fear about him plato considers it as bad to healthy growth of mind plato thinks if we let our own sense of pity grow strong by feeding up on the griefs of others it's not easy to restrain in the case of our own suffering as plato thinks if we have the feelings of pity and fear if we are not able to stop our emotions by looking at the griefs of the others then it is not the healthy growth of mind as plato says but aristotle has a different opinion about the emotions what aristotle thinks about this 
Aristotle has no such fear that it is not healthy for the growth of a mind but he thinks emotions are aroused with a view of the purgation or catharsis that is purification of emotions like pity and fear through art and literature everybody has occasions of fear and pity in life if they go on accumulating it will become an aligned matter in the soul in tragedy the suffering is not our own these emotions find a full and free outlet relieving our soul free from the anxiety free from pity and fear so in tragedy the suffering is not our own these emotions find a full and free outlet relieving our soul free by showering them to on persons other than ourselves we are lifted out and emerge nobler than before will become nobler than before by such emotions poetry transmutes these disturbing emotions and it calms the mind poetry tries to calm these emotions poetry tries to calm our mind these disturbing emotions so emotional appeal is not harmful according to plato but healthy and artistically satisfying so aristotle's observations on poetry his uh, its nature its function and emotional appeal of poetry so thank you for listening my podcast different colors of life with kiran in next episode of my podcast you will listen aristotle's observations on tragedy and his idea of a tragic hero so keep listening different colors of life with kiran and enjoy education with fun